Hey, you're listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. My name is Keila Craft Ambrose. This is a place to grow, be inspired, and to go deeper in the things of God. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. So I recently had somebody message me about a topic question, and I wanted to cover some of their questions because I think that it's something that we can all struggle with at times. And um, really, I'm just going to give a perspective on it, a biblical perspective, and this is going to be something that you have to talk to God about because I think we have something internal that we all want these questions answered. And I know for me, sometimes I'm not just fully sold on an answer just because I hear it from somebody else. So it's really important that you're spending time with God and that what I talk about today that you take time to talk to God about it because while we have the word of God and that's the ultimate truth, it's really important that you not only see the truth, but you know the truth. The Bible says that when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. So you can hear it, but if you don't know it, it's not really going to do much for you. So the topic or the question that somebody asked me recently, there's actually two of them, but I'm going to kind of combine them into one thing here is a common thing that we've all heard, why do bad things happen to good people? And another question that they asked is, if someone's hurt, is it their fault or did they deserve it? You know, I think we can all wonder this at different points in our life, whether we've lost somebody or whether we've gone through a hard time. We can get to a point, even as a Christian, where we think, why would a God who's all-knowing and all-good and all-powerful and all-loving let these bad things happen to good people? And I just wanted to start this off by saying, I think my generation, by the way, I'm a millennial, I'm almost 30, in January I'll be 30, and I think my generation wants to be happy more than anything else. Uh, We have a goal, you know, you've probably seen it on social media, and it's not just my generation, but do what makes you happy. Follow your heart, you know, and I've already done a podcast on following your heart, so you can go listen to that one. But the fact of the matter is, is that God did not create us for us to just be happy. And his entire purpose as God is not just so that we will be happy. And my brother actually said this quote today, which I loved at church, and it's by George Bernard Shaw. And it says, no man ever believes that the Bible means what it says. He is always convinced that it says what he means. And I think this really describes my generation. And I think a lot of people's thought processes at times, you know, we go to the Bible to justify um, more than we do to learn. And we find scriptures that make us feel better about ourselves or that make us feel justified in something rather than really knowing the truth so the truth can set us free. And, you know, there's a lot of suffering in the world. And I think that it's a terrible thing when people suffer. You know, I've been through my own personal suffering in my life. And just as equal as it is to not, like be a great thing to suffer. It's also not cool to see evil people or what we would consider evil people to be having fun with their life either. And I think that, you know, this question is asked in an innocent way at times by people with a genuine desire to understand what seems to really be impossible to understand. And, you know, there's just going to be things in our life that 
we're not going to understand right now. Until you're with Jesus, you're not going to really fully understand things. And you know, other times I think it's asked by people who've suffered or who've lost loved ones or they're dealing with grief or loss in this season. And honestly, I think all of us want to know, how could God let this happen to me? Or how could God let this happen to somebody I love? Or why wouldn't God stop this pain? Why wouldn't God help me? After all, We look at things in history like the Holocaust. You know, I was just recently in Washington, D.C., and I love learning about things like the Holocaust, not because they're tragic, but because out of suffering has come so many beautiful stories and so much triumph. In the midst of evil, we've seen so many great people and great families rise up in the Jewish community and, and all different kinds of communities and stand for righteousness and justice and the right thing. And what the enemy would love to do is just like something like the Holocaust, he would love to make us feel hidden, like no one believes it ever happened, which I don't know if you know this about history, but people try to deny that the Holocaust, even to this day, they deny that it's ever happened. And you know, you might be in a season of your life where you're facing suffering and you're facing something terrible and you don't have people around you that are there to support you and encourage you. But you know what you do have is you have your creator. You have the God of everything, the God who created you, the God who created all your surroundings, and he's for you, even when the world doesn't seem like they're for you. And you know, there's different people that could be dealing with things like, losing their child or or just a long painful situation or you know someone who's amazing in their life just facing one terrible thing after another and you know i think the critic of of you know a christ believer would respond that god is either not all knowing or not all powerful or not all good but i would say even in the problem even in the difficulty that you're facing we can look at this and instead of asking Why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? We can go, is God still good even though bad things happen? And the answer is yes. And that's why in the Bible we hear over and over in so many different scriptures You know, we hear rejoice in our sufferings, give thanks in all things. You know, when you face hard times, count it as all joy. You know, there's so many different references I could give you. In our weakness, he is made strong. You know, Jesus talks about if you're going to follow him, if you're going to live like him, then be ready for all kinds of suffering. And while those parts of the Bible don't really make sense to me, all I could tell you is that God understands firsthand because of Adam and Eve and his relationship with them, and the fact that he's created everything, he understands that we live in a fallen world. So I think what happens a lot of times is we take our issues in this world from a world that we know perspective, and we look at it and we think, how could this be okay with God? Well, let me just tell you, I don't think God is a God that perpetuates suffering. I don't think he's a God that wants hurt to happen in your life. But the fact is that we live in an imperfect world. We are not in heaven. We are not just inside of the kingdom of God, only spirit. We are also flesh and we have different (laughs) earthly bound facts and realities that we have to deal with here on the earth. And you know, while... God did give his son, Jesus, to die for our sins and, and to die for our sickness and our disease and, and so that we can have constant connection with him. Sometimes we think that just because Jesus came that our life should be perfect. And you know, I think one of the most powerful things is that a lot of times we, we think this thing where we say, how could bad things happen to good people? 
Well, I'd like to question in your mind, what's your definition of a good person? And what's your definition of an evil person? Because God loves every single person on this earth, even if they don't love him back. And so an evil person to you might be somebody you don't like, someone who gets on your nerves, someone who's done something terrible to you. Well, I'd like to propose a thought to you. Maybe you're the bad person in someone else's story. Maybe you're the person that's caused suffering in someone else's life. And you know, the Bible says that there is not one righteous, not one. So besides God, we are as filthy rags before him. And that's why we need God. So there's going to be suffering that happens in our life because we've caused it. And there's going to be suffering in our life that makes no sense. And the truth is, even in the midst of all of that, God still loves you. Often, you know, there's things that happen in our life that we can't understand. And instead of doubting God's goodness in times of suffering, we should trust that he's good even in the midst of our suffering. You know, one of the most powerful stories that I personally learned from and looked at whenever I was going through a hard time was the life of Job. And I looked at his life and I studied the book of Job and and I looked at it because the enemy actually came to God and he said that I bet you you can't find one righteous, faithful person in the world. And God said, Job's faithful. I can trust that Job's going to follow me, that he's going to trust me, that that he's never going to waver in his faith. And you know, he lost everything. And when I say everything, he lost everything. At one point in that book, it talks about how he was literally sitting in dirt, in the ruins of his life. And his wife tells him after all of their children are dead now, all of their riches are gone. And he was a wealthy man. His wife literally left him and said, you need to curse God and die. I don't know about you, but that would be pretty hard to hear from my spouse or anybody that supposedly loves me in my life. But you know what Job's response was? Number one, he didn't listen to his friend's advice, even though they were well-meaning. He didn't listen to the counsel or the rebuke of his wife. He didn't listen to what his surroundings looked like. He didn't lean upon what things looked like as far as his suffering or what he had lost and think about how God measured up to that and if there was a God or if God was still good because the fact is everything can fall apart in your life. But you know what the Bible says? You know what the Bible tells us? Is that he turns our ashes into beauty. He takes what's worth nothing. He takes the ruins of our life and he literally makes them an altar to him. He builds us back up and he makes us something new. And you know what Job responded with? At the end of all this, when everything had happened, he said to God, though he slay me, yet I will still trust him. That's so powerful to me because even if you feel like that God's against you, even if you feel like the world's against you, even if you feel like you can't catch a break, what I want to tell you today from somebody who's been left, from somebody who's been abused, from somebody who's faced hard things and things that were not fair in my life, I found (laughs) in a conversation that I had with God, because I was talking to God one time and I said, God, how many more times am I going to be broken? How many more times am I going to face hard things? How many more times can I feel so helpless and so hurt? 
And you know what God told me? He said, the more broken you are, the more of you I can use. And it was such a powerful moment because I was so tired of being broken. I was so tired of facing hard things and feeling like I had no pull, that I had no power. And I kept going back to the scripture that in my weakness, his power is made perfect. So if you're feeling weak today, if you're feeling like you don't have the answers, if you're feeling like you're questioning God, it's, it's okay. First of all, what I want you to know is it's okay to question God as long as you actually go on a journey to learn about his character. If you actually go on a journey and talk to him, if you actually get in his presence and want to know the truth, because what you're going to find is that he loves you. What you're going to find is that he's for you. What you're going to find is just like the Bible says that he has a hope and a future planned for you. So even though you can't see past your situation, God's already, it says the Bible, he's already gone before us and prepared the way to our victory. He's already in the midst of our victory and all we have to do is follow him into it. And, you know, I think it's, it's really essential to think about these two differences whenever we're facing these struggles, because you have two parts in this question In the question of why do bad things happen to good people? And, you know, when you get hurt, is it your fault or do you deserve it? You know, we have two different parts. So we have the head or the intellectual side and we have the heart or the emotional side. And I think in the moment of suffering, someone thinking with their head or their intellectual side will think, well, if I'm, if I'm in pain, well, then it's just not God's will. But that's not necessarily true. And sometimes the most powerful things in our life is the pain that leads us to his purpose. God will use your pain. God will use your brokenness. God will use every single thing that you will give back to him. And then on the heart emotional side, sometimes we can get into such a crazy fog of emotions and we can't even work through them. I know for me, whenever I went through you know, my husband leaving me and having an affair, I had experienced panic attacks and anxiety attacks for the first time. And I realized how out of control I felt, you know, for so much of my life, I had learned how to lead myself. I had learned how to lead my emotions, lead my spirit. And I had found myself in a place where I didn't feel like I had any control. And that was like maybe one of the first times I've ever felt that in my life. And you know what I realized is that I was in such an emotional fog and it was just something that I hadn't learned to trust God with yet. I was trying to control it with my own mind, with my own heart, with my own head. And you know, there's times when our emotions feel really, really strong. But I want to encourage you with something. Your emotions are not the truth. Your emotions are valid. It's valid that you feel that way. And it's sometimes understandable. But that doesn't mean that your emotions are true. And you should follow God over your emotions. And so that's what I found out is that I wasn't trusting in and following God with the fullness of what I know I could. Instead, I was trusting in what I felt and what my reality looked like. And, you know, there's a lot of scriptures that I could read right now, but the one thing that I just want to leave you with when it comes to, you know, do people that get hurt deserve it or did you hurt yourself? Now, I'll just say this, we do hurt ourselves. Um, there's a lot of decisions we make and decisions we don't make that put us in a bad situation. But I don't think that God ever wants you to be hurt and he definitely doesn't want you to stay hurt. 
So even when we hurt ourselves, even whenever we cause pain in our own life or in the lives around us, God doesn't want us to stay hurt. He wants us to be healed. That's why he took the stripes on his back. That's why he died on the cross was not just so that we could be saved, but so that we could be healthy, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually. And the question that we have of saying like, do I deserve my hurt or did I cause my hurt or why do good things or bad things happen to good people assumes that God doesn't have a good reason for suffering. And what I'll tell you is no matter what, no matter why you're facing suffering, it, you might not ever find out why, to be honest. I have never found out why certain things in my life have happened, but I've found out who I can count on. And so many times we're looking for the why and we're not focused on the who. And every single time in your life, if you're focused on the why, you will never eventually make it to the who. You have to let go of the why and you have to choose to focus on, God, who are you? And then the next thing is, how are you going to use this? If you can focus on who God is and learn who God is, then you can see how he's going to use what you've been through. You know, I mentioned some of these scriptures before, but in Romans 5, 3 through 5, it says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So what this shows me is that God knows that we're going to suffer. He knows that we're going to go through hard times, but what he's going to do is he's going to give us endurance. And through that endurance, character, and through that character, hope. And because we have that hope, we can operate inside of hope instead of fear. You know, in another um, scripture in James 1, 2 through 4, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. So what that shows me is that even in your pain, even in your hurt, even in the bad times, even in the suffering, God can produce something through you that will make you complete, that will make you more whole than you could have been if you wouldn't have faced that. Because what I found in my life is that over and over again, I have found whenever I suffer, whenever I go through pain, whenever I go through hard times, I find that there's an area in my life that I wasn't trusting God in. There's an area of my life that I wasn't aware of. There is something there that God wants to teach me and show me, and he loves me enough to do it. He doesn't make the bad thing happen, but he uses every single thing in our life for our good. And so the thing that I just want to ask you guys is before you ask yourself just the simple question of, God, why do you let thing, bad things happen to good people? I think that we should think about something from God's perspective, that just because there is suffering, just because there is hurt, just because there is pain, number one, none of that comes from God. God doesn't cause it, but he will use it for your good. And so from God's perspective, even if we lose somebody, that life is not lost. You know, in the Bible, we see Jesus raise people from the dead. God can restore life. God can heal. So even when there's suffering, that suffering may have been an initial loss, but look at it from the perspective of the one who can restore the life, not of the one who lost the life. Because if you learn the character of God, 
you'll learn that it's in our loss, the presence of God is available to us, that we can experience his strength and his his comfort and his sustaining love and his assurance that in the face of evil and suffering and hurt that exists, God sustains those who love him. God sustains those who trust in him. God sustains those who come to him. And, you know, I just think a lot of times, like I said in the beginning, my generation, millennials, I can only speak for us because I'm one of you, but I think it's a question we've all been asking our whole life at different times, things like this. But I want to remind you that the journey that God has you on is not about you. It's about other people. The gifts that God has given you are not about you or even for you. They are for others. True love and the whole point of our life as Christians is to sacrifice. And so while we want answers to things and we want to know why, we miss out on the whole point because it's not the why, it's the who. Do you know the character of God? Have you decided to learn and develop a relationship with him? Because when you get closer to God, the more you'll realize the life you have, the things you have, and the things you go through are not about you. You cannot be a Christian and follow God and still be selfish. So this question, while understandable, I have personally asked it to God, is somewhat misguided because if you are a Christian, we would be able to disconnect and misunderstand these bad things that happen to us in life as being about us and that God has only promised us good and we'll miss the whole thing. I want to challenge you And I want to remind you and I want to help you understand that God doesn't just promise us good things. Yes, in the end, it will all be good. But through the middle, you might see it as pain, but it will lead you to the promises of God. So I hope that that makes sense. I know that that's a lot to to take in. But I think that we all have to go on this journey of asking questions because if you don't ever ask questions, you're never going to know the truth for yourself. You're never going to get to experience a personal and deep relationship with God. And like I said, some of these answers might not make sense to you right now, but these are things that I've learned through going through hard times and you might still be in the beginning stages. My encouragement to you is get in the presence of God. Immerse yourself in the presence of God, journal, worship, do things you've never done before, be strategic about who you hang out with, what you listen to, what you watch, and talk to God. If you've never talked to God, talk to him, ask him these things because he can reveal things personally to you about your situation that nobody else will ever know or can understand because he has the plan for you and it's to prosper you and not to harm you. It's to give you a hope and a future. So whenever the other voice of the enemy tries to come in and lie to you and make you think you're alone, you're the only one that's ever faced this, no one understands you, that God's caused this pain, God's caused this hurt, remind yourself of the truth in the word of God, that even though pain and suffering happens in the night, the Bible says that joy comes in the morning. So let's get on the joy side of life. And it starts with getting in the presence of God and realizing that life's not all about how we want it to go. But when we trust God with it, we'll see a bigger picture and a greater scale of what could have ever happened in us and through us. Because the more broken you are, the more God can use. Thank you for listening to the Love Fiercely podcast. I would love for you to subscribe to personally receive weekly encouragement. Also, check out my blog at keelacraftambrose.com for monthly content. 
Don't forget to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Keela Craft Ambrose.